0: Hello and welcome everyone to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Patrick Hart and you're listening to our show, What To Be, where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What To Be is a program provided by Your Future Is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or your future as our business. The information provided during this program does not reflect its career in its entirety. And today I have the pleasure to speak with Francis Chow, who is a learning leader at the Paul Mitchell School of Cosmetology. Hi Francis.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Oh, thank you very much for being here. How you doing? Very good today, thank you. Right on. And Francis, I was curious, how did you get into the field of cosmetology?
1: Well, Getting into cosmetology was not my first career choice. When I left high school, I actually went to college for business, and then I worked in technology until there was layoffs. After layoffs, I decided to go back to work, and I started working in a coffee shop and worked there for a really good amount of time. And you know, my girlfriend, eventually fiance, and then wife, decided that she wanted to open up a cosmetology school. So we started to work building our cosmetology school and I also do photography on the side as well. And during the photo shoots, I would always be styling hair because I needed to have, you know, my subjects look good. So, you know, being a, one of the students in the cosmetology school, that's the route that I decided to go to so that I can enhance my photography skills and uh, keep people looking good in front of a camera. Eventually, you know, that's, that's how I ended up in cosmetology.
0: That's awesome. And, and especially doing that with your fiancé and now wife, that must have been really special.
1: Yeah. Uh, it not, it's not often that uh, husband and wives work together. But, um, you know, as a learning leader at the Paul Mitchell School, uh, she is the director. So I, I kind of do report to her. And in personal life, it's kind of the same thing, too, you know?
0: Okay. And I was wondering, is the Paul Mitchell School, is that a nationwide school system?
1: Yes, it is. You know, it started with Paul Mitchell's, the Paul Mitchell product line with John Paul DeJoria and Paul Mitchell the hairdresser himself, and that was back in 1980. So they brought out their retail product, shampoo 1, shampoo 2, and the conditioner, and it's grown very well in terms of their product line and the retail. And eventually they partnered with Win Clayball to produce the Paul Mitchell education system. So now You know, fast forward to today, there's over 100 schools across the nation in different states and cities, and, you know, we're really happy to be part of that network.
0: Yeah. And are there other Paul Mitchell schools in the Bay Area, or are you the only one?
1: There are some schools in the Bay Area. So I believe there's a Paul Mitchell school in downtown San Francisco, and there's also a Paul Mitchell school in the Pleasanton area, which is the Upper East Bay. And then in the Central Valley, there is Modesto, Sacramento, and Fresno. And of course, their headquarters, there's also their very first Paul Mitchell School in Costa Mesa, California.
0: And before the interview, we were talking and I was telling you about here in Santa Cruz, there used to be a a cosmetology school that I think went away about, you know, 2016, I think you said, or so. And do you have students that are driving or commuting to come to San Jose to learn at your school?
1: You know, I do have a student in Santa Cruz who does commute in. So our program is unique because we have a three-day program that starts at 9 a.m. and finishes at 7.30. So we go for about 10 hours per day, and that's 30 hours per week. With the Department of Education, where we're able to offer financial aid to those that qualify, that qualifies as a full-time program. So it's a, it's a very small, you know, in the middle of the week program. And we do have students that come from Santa Cruz, Hollister, Gilroy, Morgan Hill, and uh, in, that, in that southern area of, uh, of the Santa Cruz, I think that's it.
0: How long is the program?
1: The program for California to obtain a cosmetology license. The cosmetology license enables a, a licensee to perform hair, cut hair, nails, and also work with facial and makeup. That program for cosmetology is 1,600 hours. With our program, that would finish in approximately 13 months, as long as they don't miss any class.
0: Okay. And going back to us a little bit, you mentioned that you that your school is able to provide financial aid for students who qualify. And what does qualifying for financial aid look like to the students?
1: Yeah. So through the U.S. Department of Education, we are Title IV accredited and able to offer financial aid. The it's based off of need so there are certain qualifications in terms of you know financial situation you know age wise as well so students who are under 24 that live with parents they would be eligible for a certain amount of financial aid and then those who have that are that are more mature also qualify on their own so it, it really depends. And we follow very strictly the the guidelines that the U.S. Department of Education provides so we essentially become originators and we help to educate our students when they come in to seek for financial aid. We act as those agents.
0: Well, I'm sure that's really appreciated and it probably helps the students out quite a bit, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. And Francis, I was wondering, what does a typical day or work week look like for you?
1: For for Paul Mitchell the school it starts at 9 a.m. Students are able to clock in early at 8:45 to accumulate some time. But usually our day starts with a uh, with the morning huddle where we get together we celebrate. Any successes that we've had, and we kind of kind of get everybody geared up, similar to you know like a pre-game show. So, or you know, very much like a you know, if we're a sports team and we had a a pre-game huddle, we would get all excited and everything about what we're going to do, and we set a plan for what's happening that day. So everybody knows where everybody's at, and any events that's happening through the day. And then usually we start with doing our learning. So when a cosmetology student goes through the program. They have different phases of the program until they graduate. So the very first phase is where they are in what is called the core and in core they learn fundamentals. After they learn the fundamentals, they progress into their next phase where they start to apply the skills that they've learned and once they've achieved some sufficiency in that they learn to become more creative and so that that next phase that third phase is a creative phase where they're working with clients and beginning to learn how to apply more creativity to their work versus just doing recipe cookie cutter things Mm -hmm. um so depending on where the student is coming in that day we all meet together as a group but then they all go to their different classroom groups some that are beginning are in the classroom where they're working with mannequin heads and doll heads as a very one safe way but also kind of a low pressure way to develop skills you know working with a scissor a sharp instrument or working with hot tools that's a hot instrument developing those skills so that by the time they actually begin to work with clients they have developed some dexterity so that they can keep their client and themselves safe you know once they are out of the classroom. They're into a clinic classroom where they're working with clients, and then also working with still learning inside the classroom.
0: Okay, and that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: but that's great. Yeah, a typical day. You know, we start with a morning huddle, and then we head off into classrooms and we do interactive learning, and then close out the day with also what we would call kind of like a post-huddle of the
0: day. How often do the are the programs starting at the school?
1: We start a new group of. Students every two months. So our next group is going to be in the April month and then after that it would be June and then after June, I believe it's August and then October. So every even numbered month. So two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. That's okay. when you would start students.
0: <laughs> that, must, that must keep you really busy.
1: It, it, it is it is very busy. It's very, very exciting. You know, it's not a traditional beauty school where you just go and, and learn how to roll hair and do perms. We actually do quite a bit of games. We also have dress up days, you know, nice. working with hair.
0: That's cool. I keep my hair cut pretty short and I've spent the money going to a salon before and truthfully, like I don't notice a big difference between doing that and just going to supercuts. When I go to supercuts, I get my hair cut really well and the people are very friendly.
1: Yeah, you know, it 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 really does depend on the person, the individual. Yeah. And also, you know, for in in terms of, you know, being a, a guy myself, you know, I could go to a supercuts or Fantastic SAMS and they have a unique system to be able to do a consultation and achieve a fantastic look. I think it really just really depends on the time availability. And, you know, because when you find somebody that you like how they cut your hair, you know, that's, that's great. But also at the same time, I find that, you know, being behind the chair, a lot of people will come in to see a stylist primarily just because of the relationship they have and the conversation that they have, you know, so I believe that, you know, wherever you get your hair cut, as long as you're happy, that's really the most important thing.
0: Agreed. And I'll give a shout out to the very nice woman who's cut my hair the last couple of times at the Capitola Supercuts. Her name is Aubrey. And she just is very, very kind. And I was asking her, because with everything going on, she said she's part of a Facebook group. So they were like closely monitoring like the, the different tiers, you know, trying to figure out when they can open or, you know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. And I thought, well, at least maybe you can have your friends over and cut hair in the backyard with masks on or something. Mm-hmm. She's like, absolutely not. That, mm-hmm. that would jeopardize yes. her license. Yeah, so you know the
1: the cosmetology industry is regulated by the California Board of Barbering and Cosmetology. So they had specifically at one point sent out a notification that says that that you can't do it. You just mm-hmm. you, you just can't do it and your license would be at stake and unfortunately, you know with the Regulations that had come out or the the governor's orders, there were some restrictions on that. um, But now it's beginning to open up again. So everybody's excited to get back in again. And, you know, it was not just unique to to this particular state of California, but it also there was some restrictions in Canada as well with regards to opening and, and, and closing and performing services. Ultimately, now that everything's opening back up again, you know, just safety is paramount but with cosmetologists and the industry we are uniquely positioned because sanitation and disinfection is at the heart of everything that we do because we are working with sharp instruments and tools that touch other people's dna you know we have already been trained on how to maintain safety
0: and you know avoiding cross-contamination so i really appreciate that that taking the extra, you know, airing on the side of caution. Francis, what kind of person do you think would enjoy this job? Ooh, you know,
1: the typical person who enters into cosmetology or does hair is usually a very highly creative person, somebody who is interested in art, but also at the same time, you know, people who like to work with their hands and people who want to push and challenge themselves so the I, I find that in the in the industry of cosmetology you find a lot of rebels in terms of people who maybe like to kind of push the boundaries of how they look in fashion and trends somebody who doesn't tend to wear the same hairstyle all all the time that would be somebody who could be interested in cosmetology but also people who like to be social. I think that's another thing too. Is that you know when you're working with somebody, you know, being social and, and having friends and and creating those relationships is good. But we've also worked with with students who have come in who they are highly creative, but they are a little bit more on the introverted side. And those people, they tend to be very technical. And so things that you know numbers come easy for them, you know. But I, I tend to find that. You know, the typical person that likes to be in the industry is somebody who just wants to be creative. They don't want to be stuck behind a desk for eight hours a day, you know, pressing keys on a keyboard. And traditional school may not be for them, you know, going into a college classroom and sitting in an auditorium of, you know, 200 other people to to listen to somebody, you know, talk about uh, history and numbers. I tend to find that there's a lot of different varying you know, personalities uh, and skill sets that come into uh, working behind the chair.
0: Yeah. And I agree with you that it seems like a lot of people who might pursue that career seem like they're pretty creative people. And just, you know, just judging from a few people I know who cut hair and the people who cut my hair always just have like amazing hairstyles and it, and it changes like quite a bit. For me, it's just a couple combs through the, the hair after a shower and I'm usually pretty good to go. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you know
1: and and you know if that's the case where you're able to just do a couple combs and you look good ready to go, that means your stylist did a fantastic job. <laughs> <laughs> Great point. You points. know, just <laughs> yeah, so you know it and you know the the whole there there is a science to the art and you know with what we do, understanding the science contributes to the
0: art. That makes sense, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. And for those who are just tuning in, you're listening to the What To Be Show on KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM and streaming online at ksqd.org. I'm Patrick Hart, and I'm speaking with Francis Chow, who is a leading learner at the Paul Mitchell School of Cosmetology in San Jose. Francis, why is your job important to you and or to society?
1: Oh my goodness. You know, I really care about the students. We call them future professionals because they are professional already. And, you know, we say future professional as a way to kind of ingrain into into their minds where they're headed. You know, with with being in education, we're looking to prepare these future professionals for the industry. I think it's important that they learn the best practices that will help them professionally, but also personally. So it's not just that we teach them how to cut hair, but we also teach them why from a, you know, technical standpoint, but then we also teach them about guest relations and guest services and how to deliver that experience. And, you know, for any personality that, you know, maybe somebody is a bit shy, we teach them techniques to be able to, you know, work with that and develop the ability uh, with the tools that we have, develop the ability to still talk to clients and deliver a great experience. And, and all the while their guests may not even know that they're a shy person. So, you know, we teach them those types of skills in terms of, you know, what we do as teachers, every teacher is important for the, you know, propagation of society to help the next generation move forward because we're, we, we need to, continue our successes. You know, I I think um, with cosmetology, it's been challenging in recent times where there's people who have been able, have not been able to get out to, you know, get the haircut or colored. And that kind of affects a person's image of themselves.
0: Did you find anything surprising about your job when you started?
1: Yes. I'd probably say, you know, as a learning leader, there's two parts to... You know to that question one is you know going through school and learning cosmetology and getting licensed and the other is working as a learning leader and educating uh, new students new new future professionals the one thing that surprised me about you know through school and going upwards to get licensed and work in the industry was how much science there was in the in the art And, you know, I had to find ways to understand that because it was a little bit, it was complicated. And, and, you know, in terms of hair and and skin and nails and all that, you know, it's, we, we work with it every day as, as, you know, it's part of our body, but it wasn't until I start to dive into it to understand. I was like, wow, we, our bodies are super complex, you know, but understanding that that's one thing. That was the thing that surprised me was how complex our bodies are. And then in terms of, you know, in education wise. The thing that surprised me was how different everybody is, but yet we're all the same. Hmm. You know, we all strive for, you know, the betterment of ourselves. We all have feelings. We all have emotions. There's there's a, there's something that connects us all, even though we strive for independence.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. And also, I was thinking when you were talking about how amazing our bodies are and probably how much our health, in our diet affects our hair, you know, right? And our nails and things like that.
1: Yes. You know, hair grows from the inside out. So, you know, whatever we take in, body has to work with what we're giving it so that it can make cells and make hair. And, you know, so it's not just what we consume, but also the things that are absorbed into ourselves. So, you know, there's water, pollution, sunlight for our skin foods that we eat things that are affecting us you know so all those things that we take into our body comes out in the hair because it's just cells that are coming out but then you know there i've worked with some clients who have had a sudden change in their hair texture or maybe the hair color and sometimes it's attributed to different medications that they may be on for their health as well or Mm. different supplements so you know there's a lot of things that that affect us and our hair and our our skin and our nails it grows from the inside out, so naturally it comes out.
0: Yeah. Now, is that something that the students learn about too at your school?
1: We do cover those things. We we tried not to make it complex, but in terms of understanding where the, you know the different cells that that produce the pigments in our skin. Uh, We, of course, teach them that. We teach them, of course, the layers of the skin and, and how that's related to hair. And, you know, we think that hair is just one, you know, aspect of itself, but it's actually an extension of our skin. And since our skin is the largest organ in our body, it covers us completely. You know, we teach them the basics so that they can be strong cosmetologists. We don't do any type of medical type consultations, because that's, that's a different area. Of course, that would be like dermatology and that would require specialized uh, training. But in terms of treatment of the hair on the outside, we do work with clients and, and students to teach them how to manage the hair and teach them, you know, what affects the hair and the skin at a very basic level.
0: Cool. Well, I think that's important too. What is the most memorable moment of your career? Ooh.
1: You know, I think I always remember my future professionals or my students, when they finish their hours, when they clock out for that last day, I always remember that. I also remember whenever they contact me to let me know that they passed their licensing examination, I always remember that. You know, from and and those are just great successes that, that I have in terms of, you know, being able to contribute to their success. So I'd probably say those are the most memorable moments. That's what keeps me going back.
0: Yeah, that must be very rewarding. And Absolutely. Yeah, what advice or resources can you give to students who are interested in pursuing a career in cosmetology?
1: Well, I'm biased because I'm with the Paul Mitchell brand. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but what I would probably tell them is that, you know, if they find that they're struggling in school, it might not be because, you know, that they're incapable of school. It's just they might be needing to find the right school you know, I think that's really important. I did go through a traditional education where I went through a university and got a degree. And so I understand that, but, you know, going through cosmetology was a totally different animal. And it, one of the unique things that we do at our school in the palm Mitchell system is that we work with each individual to assess their multiple intelligences to determine what's the best way to deliver this material because we all learn in different ways and, and, you know, we all communicate in different ways and our curriculum is designed to be able to access every type of learner so that they all learn the same things, but the way that they learn is different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if they're looking for, you know, cosmetology, or if they're looking to get into any type of beauty, I think it's really just important to understand themselves, to find out what works for them. You know what makes us unique here is is the culture we have of respect and accessing the the different intelligences. I think that's unique in the in the cosmetology world, whereas you know other schools may just tell you, all right, this is how you hold the scissor, this is how you cut it, and then go. You know we really do work with them to make sure that you know we're accessing every type of learner.
0: That's really nice. And how about what advice could you give to someone who is unsure about their career path?
1: Hmm. You know, try a lot of things. Don't be afraid to fail is the number one thing. I think making mistakes is how we learn. Uh, I've made so many mistakes in my my professional and personal. And it's it's when we don't learn from our mistakes is is when we start to see that we. I, I would say, you know, failed, but you know, if we don't learn, then we are not improving. But for somebody who doesn't know what they want to do, I mean, you have to try, you have to try it. And, and, you know, it, how do I put this? If you don't try, then you don't know. But if you try it, then for sure, you're going to, you're going to find out whether it is for you or not. <laughs> I think yeah. that's really the number one thing. <laughs>
0: That's true. Are there any last things you would like to leave us with?
1: You know, I really appreciate you offering the time for us to, to to talk about this. This has really been fascinating. I would probably say that you know, last last parting words would be, don't be afraid to to try because trying is is how we improve. I remember I was sitting in an interview one time with with this very high-level executive when I was in my former life. And he asked me, Francis, what is, what is your number one weakness? And I said, procrastination. <laughs> and, you know, it was funny that I mentioned that because I was just kind of speaking off the, top of my, off the top of my head. And, but, you know, I had to tell him, you know, but, you know, with procrastination, it was just, it was me taking so much time to make a decision. And, and when I mentioned, when I, when I recovered, he said, that makes sense. <laughs> but, you know, in terms of like, don't be afraid to fail, go out there and try everything because
0: once you try it, then you know. Well, I think that's really good advice. And I really appreciate you taking the time to do this interview with me today. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to today's career story with me, Patrick Hart on our show, What To Be?, with today's guest, Francis Chow, who's with the Paul Mitchell School of Cosmetology. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, please send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM, KSQD Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays, and streaming online at ksqd.org. Or you can visit us at our website at yfiob.org for more ways to listen. Thank you very much and see you next time.